Check, 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 check. You have now tuned in to talk to me, Tyler T, with the one and the only Tyler T. So today, man, I got a special guest in the building with me. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to get on with the show. Man, what's going on, everybody? I'm Alex Tesorada, jeweler, um, the playmaker. Hey, man, 1024 legend. Shout out to my boy Tyler. I'm here, man. Busy. Yeah, for real. Proud of you, first of all. Thank you for allowing me to be on the show, man. Can't tell you how proud I am and how far you came with your show. Just remember, boys, was recording in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? At 1024. Now my boy doing numbers. So shout out to my boy Tyler T, for real. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. All right, man. So let's just go ahead and dive straight in, bro. Um, So I know we've been rocking for a good little minute, bro. Um, And I know just sitting back in, in school and college and shit, just chopping it up about, you know, what we want to do type of man we want to become and just like on our business ventures and things like that. So uh, just give, just give the people a little background of, uh, of what you have in mind and what you want to do. Uh, yeah, man. So um, jury wise, but I never knew I wanted to be a jeweler. Honestly, like I've never had intentions on like even entering this industry, but while we was in college, you know, um, shout out to Haley. Like I was Ubering one day and she had worked at K Jewelers and we was just kind of talking and she kind of opened that door for me, like, you know what I'm saying? And from there, like, just going into the industry, not knowing anything, it was kind of like a form of college for me. Like, I actually had to learn the industry, learn the business from, like, ground up. And, like, even to this day, like, I'm about five years in now, but I still learn every day, bro. So that's kind of something that allowed me to fall in love with it. And it's more so, like, I'm a people person for those that know me and those who don't. But, like, I love being around people and just making other people happy. And in the industry of jewelry, that's really all I'm doing. Like, so that's something I fell in love with. And it's like, niggas love wearing jewelry, bro, but nobody wants to know about what they wearing, bro. Niggas just a trust a jeweler to go in and be like, oh yeah, these BBS, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. for me to be the guy to actually know what I'm wearing, to know what somebody else is wearing, you know what I'm saying? Can actually talk jewelry with people. That's something that I felt that was different. And I feel like the culture as the African-American community, I feel like we needed that, you know what I'm saying? Cause we don't have just the, the black jeweler that we could be like, ah, let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just, that's not our field. That's not our lane. So it's just, it was an opportunity that I seen presented itself and I fell in love with it from there, man. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And before jewelry, man. So what were your plans before all of that? Uh, what did you want to get into? Man, honestly, that's, that was a good question, Tyler, because at that time, like, <laughs> in college, bro, like, you know, we was just really kind of living, like, enjoying the square on a Tuesday, just getting good vibes and stuff. So, for me, I was really at a place my junior year, I want to say, is when um, I had to take a semester off just due to financial aid and everything. And I kind of, it was like a reflecting year for me because I didn't know the path I really wanted to go on, like. I always wanted to come home back to Dallas, like, but it was like, I wasn't trying to go home if I would have nothing planned, you know what I'm saying, to do, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it was to the point where jury kind of saved, saved a nigga life, honestly, like in a point where it gave me structure to do something that I wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? And something that nobody else was doing. So I fell in love with kind of that, but I didn't really have a plan of what I wanted to do going, back like once i graduated college bro i didn't really have that plan until like i found jury honestly i feel that because i know like when we were in school uh shit times change bro paths change because shit my paths change like 
tremendously um, as far as like what I wanted to do, bro. Um, and so I know you were majoring in communications and I know you were talking about like getting into radio and shit like that. And so was I. And then, you know, things just kind of we just kind of went down a different path and went different ways. But I, I feel like we both ended up um, in a spot that we enjoy and that we're supposed to kind of be in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, because even with like radio, yeah, that was my like kind of major and stuff. It was like once it was introduced, because don't get me wrong, Texas State, great program for mass communication, electronic media, you know what I'm saying? But it opened your eyes because we got to be so hands on, like, okay, but I really don't want to do this, you know? So if I, if yeah. I go back, bro, I would have majored in communication studies instead of minored in that, bro, because I feel like those classes taught me so much about just life and me as a person and just being around people. And that's something that I actually want to do is communicate because every job is communication, bro. Like no other, how you put it. So for me, that's one thing I, I would say I would change because I feel like my field now is more so focused on communication studies to this day because I have to study people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to know people and know how they work, how to talk to them, how to speak to them. Shit, just what type of language to speak to them in. Like you're not gonna speak to a, you're not gonna like you're not gonna speak to your partner. Like you're not gonna talk to me how you talk to somebody that's, that's some businessman that you have never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's just exactly. that's just the name of the gang type shit. Yeah, and I'm slowly learning that to the point where because I me personally like of course I want to sell jewelry to my niggas, bro. Like that's that's kind of where the field I want to go in. This is why I did it. Like so I can get into that industry. Like of the custom jewelry style, like messing with athletes, you know, uh, artists, rappers, that's that's what I did it for. But I feel like God placed me in the lane that I am in dealing with like a high-end clientele of, you know, business owners, you know, entrepreneurs in this sense. Like, of course I'm in Austin, so, you know, it's a different caliber of people. And for me, it opened up my eyes and showed me that, okay, I have to be able to talk to in my uncomfortable zone so when you get in your comfort zone like being around my niggas like you know what I'm saying even just having this conversation with you it'll be easier like you know what I'm saying you know what you need to know you know how to talk the actual business and break the business down to these people so mm -hmm. bring them to your culture bro it's gonna be easy you know what I'm saying so yeah I feel like that's the the path God got me on right now kind of kind of focusing on that you know and I feel the same way, bro, when I'm talking with uh, with my clients, bro, and just different people that I interact with, uh, especially with like being at Lifetime for the amount of time that I was there, bro. That helped took me out of my shell with just being like, oh, I'm going to just talk to the people that I fuck with type shit. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to just, if I see somebody that's uh, that look like me or something like that, or somebody say what's up to me or say something to me, then we'll have a conversation. But then it really, Lifetime really made me be like, okay, like, I'm not going to get no clients. I'm not going to get no business. People are not going to know who I am if I don't go make myself known type shit. So exactly. that's what I had to do. And at first, bro, I was, I was not for that shit, but then I was like, well, shit, I'm not going, I'm not going to be successful if I don't go out and do that shit. And so I'm glad that I was able to experience that because now shit with me being a business owner and doing my own thing, it's like, okay, like I got to go talk to people, bro. Like I got to pass out business cards. I got to have these flyers handy and be like, Oh, this is what I do. And I, every opportunity I get, bro, every conversation I have, I always find a way to tell somebody like what I do and yeah. how I do that shit. It's like, Oh, so we chopping it up and then somehow, some kind of way, I'm just like, oh, I'm a personal trainer. I do this. And they like, oh, really? 
And yep. that's 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 the business avenue that I'm taking. But that's just how my mind is wired now because I look at every conversation as an opportunity type shit. Exactly, bro. That's that's literally the mindset I be on, bro. Because I feel like, like you said, if you don't put yourself out there, bro, like the business not gonna come to you, no matter how good we are. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we know who we are. You know, as a as a man, like what we bring to the table, but. The next man don't know that. The next woman don't know that. You don't know who you talking to. So that's why I always, like you said, keeping those business cards on handy, stepping out of that comfort zone, bro, and being able to actually like, okay, I know you probably, because in my line of profession, bro, like I literally have clients, bro, like they really don't want to work with me just because, bro, I'm real, bro. Like I'm a black man in this industry. They already thinking like, okay, he young, black, bro. He has cornrows to the back, bro. Yeah, because I wear my, I still wear my forces. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be suited, but like, I gotta put my own swag on it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they kind of look at you like, oh, this ain't. He don't know what he's talking about. But then once we get the in the conversation, and I sit him down, we start topping it up. Like, it's like, okay, shit, I judged this book wrong. You know what I'm saying? And they know what he's talking about. He knows information, and he giving me the best deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he looking out for me. So. That's one thing, like, I'm, I'm learning to open up to, like, okay, I can't really worry about what they may think. You know what I'm saying? I still mm-hmm. got to I gotta show them, you know? Like, they don't have their thoughts or perspe- perception of me regardless, but you got to really just, okay, this is what you think. Let me show you who I really am. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing, bro. It's like a lot of people often think that you can only be on one side of the spectrum. So they try to put you in this box. It's like, oh, because I was talking to Justin about this a few days ago. It's like, oh, you can only be book smart or you can only be street smart, but you can't have both. And some people have neither, but some people, you know, you have more book smarts and you have no street smarts. So you have street smarts and no book smarts. But I feel like us two shit us three because justin as well like that nigga's gonna be a lawyer but like shit that nigga know that nigga from the hood you know what i'm saying and we grew up the way we grew up is is different bro it's like okay we we weren't in the streets but we knew of the streets and we seen how that shit worked but we also went to college we got degrees you know what i'm saying and we're professionals now so it's like okay when you put those two things together it's like damn you can't box me in because i can do this shit and i know I can sense bullshit. I can smell bullshit. And I know how to run business, bro. And I know how to sell things to people. I know how to make people happy. I know how to satisfy people. And so that's how I'm going to continue to build and to grow and to prosper type shit. Exactly, bro. That's that's one thing it is. Having a, both of those senses, bro, like just knowing, okay, I need to talk this way with these people. But I can maneuver over here, you know what I'm saying, and talk this way and be comfortable over here as well, like. It's just knowing your personnel. I feel like it's it's all a game, you mm-hmm. know. What I'm saying? So you gotta know how to talk and who to talk to the way you're supposed to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? To get what you gotta get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And code switching. That I mean, that's what it. That's what we're essentially doing. That shit is draining. That shit is annoying. But I it feel is. like we're so accustomed to doing that shit, and we have been doing it for so long that it's like second nature, and we don't even realize we're doing it until we get out of that mode or until we start talking to somebody that looks like me and you and then we like damn i wasn't even saying this shit when i was talking to this person or you may have been saying it but it sounded totally different you said a whole different way you know what i'm saying i feel like i really i'm glad like bro we went to texas state bro. that's one thing i can honestly say because that shit opened up your eyes to a whole different comfort like a different world really bro like because yes texas state texas state had this black community but at the end of the day, you still walking in class where it's probably 
you will be the only black person in that class, bro, like on some real shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it it allowed us to kind of, I feel, diversify ourselves, you know, and also be able to sit in those rooms and, you know what I'm saying, make those connections that we need to make, but also still being us at the same time. Exactly, exactly. So uh, with your business, uh, Azariah and Co., tell tell everyone how that came about and what are your plans for that? Uh, Yeah, man. So it came about, shout out to Shania, you know, she was a big part of it, you know, kind of still like my business manager. And it came about just, like I said, I want to bring something to my people, but my way, you know. Um, And in the jewelry industry, I feel like I can actually learn from these multi-million dollar companies that I work for. Like, that's what I'm doing. And just basically put my spend on it and run my own business. So we started, you know, November 20th in 2020, you know, so um, from there, I just kind of, like, I got my feet wet with it a little bit, started doing, like, bolo braces that I made myself with different gemstone beads. Now, it's, I still have the site up, you know, the business still running, but I kind of stepped away from it as a, as the owner right now, just to kind of learn the actual business of jewelry and the diamond industry, because that's at the essentially what I want to do, you know, have my own name as a diamonds direct or a, you know, Hillsburg diamonds. Like I want, I see the the opportunity. So that's kind of what I'm kind of more so focused on right now and building up that. Um, I feel like it's, it's a challenge with any entrepreneur would know, you know what I'm saying? But for me, it was more so of a challenge because I'm stepping in the field or in a lane where I don't know nobody that sells jewelry. Like, not don't sell jewelry, but nobody that's doing it or doing it the way that I'm trying to do it. So, like, to get those mentors and, you know, those different um, inspirations, I had to go through this back door that was open for me. So, like, right now at Diamonds Direct is where I currently work, man, and I'm, like, basically an entrepreneur there. So it's, yes, we have a general manager, senior vice president or whatnot, but it's, like, literally you run your business like however you want to. And it's teaching me how to more so actually be an actual owner, run the business, run the actual jewelry business, and just put me in a um, a lane of a, a owner, man. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. With Ezra and Co, it's still, it's the brand, it's, it's my baby. Like it's literally my name, you know what I'm saying? So I feel that it's all God's time. So, Right now, that's that's where I'm at in life. I'm allowing God to kind of structure it to where allow his purpose to be fulfilled, man. Just put me in position to fulfill it and just allow his work to be done. So it's it's all going to make sense, like I always say, for sure. Like, I'm not just out here, oh, no, nah, forget Ezra and Co. Nah, like, it's it's going to all make sense, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a marathon, for sure. So that's what I'm on right now. Yeah, man, most definitely. Um, and it, it's always good to have a plan, bro, because you yeah. don't want to just be out here willy nilly, um, and just you know, kind of moving with the wind and just going with the flow because shit, that shit can hold you back, or shit, you might not even get to where you want to go because it's just like, damn, like you don't have anything that's kind of struck. You don't have any structure. You just right. moving. Um, yeah. you you know where you want to go with this shit, and you're not getting content. Um. And I feel like that's the only thing that could really hold people back uh, as far as like with being an entrepreneur, because shit, this shit is not for everybody, bro. Um, right. It's work. That shit is hard. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ups and downs. 
Um, and when you up, you up. And when you down, you down. Down, um, you down. See <laughs> <laughs> you. You down. When you, the downs outweigh the ups, but shit, the ups. Look, man, the ups. When you get them ups, you you feel better, bro. But I feel like when when it comes with the downs, bro, you gotta realize that's life. Like that's that's one thing about life. Once you accept that, okay, life ain't gonna always be great, bro. Like you're gonna have problems. But it's about how you react to those problems. But if you're gonna sit around and cry about it, you know what I'm saying, for four weeks, okay, but you're never gonna get nowhere in life. Allow that problem to happen. Okay, the problem happened. Cool. We gotta get over it. We gotta figure out how where's the solution? What are we gonna do to, you know what I'm saying, conquer this problem? And also what do we learn from this problem? So that because the problem is gonna come back around. Might not be the same exact problem, but it's gonna be to the point where, okay. I've been in a situation like this before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just how life works. So I feel like once you understand that and get to a point in life where, okay, but I know I'm going to have trials and tribulations, but I've been through worse and I got through it as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, this is happening. And although it's happening, what are we going to do about it to resolve this uh, situation? You know what I'm saying? You can't dwell in the problem. Cause you dwell in the problem that you're going to remain with the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, bro. And I know that shit, even, even with me being what shit, almost two months in, I'll be two months in with train to the T uh, in a week on a, well, in like six days. So on the 19th of March. So like, even when I was at lifetime, bro, like, even before I, I even started, bro, I had a plan going into that hoe. I was telling myself, I was telling my girl, telling my pops, telling my moms, like, I don't plan on staying here for long because I know what I want to do. Like, I'm just taking this position to really see how the business is ran. Uh, because when I started it on my own before, like when we were when we were at the peak of COVID or at the beginning of the pandemic, it was just like I was kind of just going with the wind. Like, OK, I'm picking up clients. I'm posting this, I'm posting that. And it was just like, I didn't have any of the legal things. Um, I don't have any of my legal ducks in a row. I was kind of just, just out there. So I was like, okay, let me get a job and let me see how these corporate gyms are ran and what they do in their management, their administration. And then let me take that game, soak up all that game and put that shit into my own. <clears throat> and at one point, bro, I was like super down and out, super depressed. Because I was just like, bro, I'm tired of being at this whole, like, y'all taking up all of my time and I'm not being compensated for it. And so yeah. it would be times where I was just like, bro, I'm going to just call in today because I'm not going to work. Like, fuck my clients that I do have, like, they'll be all right. Or I'll just let them know, like, hey, I'm not coming in today or whatever. And it was, I was just so unhappy, bro, just going to that hole every day, spending eight, nine hours at that, 10 hours at that hole every day. And then coming home, I was drained as hell, like working 40, 40, 45 hours a week. And I'm just like, nothing is coming from it. So I was, and it's so many people there that feel that exact same way, but it's just like, oh, I'm making this bread and this is comfortable for me. So exactly. I'm gonna just keep doing it. And it's like, that that ain't the person that I wanted to be. I didn't want to get to 30, 35, 40 and be in that same spot. Like, oh, well, shit, this job is paying the bills. No matter if I don't, no matter if I like it or if I enjoy it or if I don't like it or if I hate it, I'm going to still keep coming to that hole because 
it just feels good and it's it's sustainable type shit. I'm like, no, I want to try some shit because even if I fail, I could still say like, shit, I put my all into this shit. Yeah. But what the way my mind is wired and the way I'm looking at it is like, shit, I can't fail, bro, because I can't be denied with this shit. That's that's bro. That's the mindset to have, bro. And like, like you said, you're not trying to sit in a place, bro, because people be miserable in a comfortable spot. They be miserable though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I have, like, I'm the youngest at my job. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got five years. Everybody else got like 20 plus. You know what I'm saying? Of experience. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like a baby there, just soaking up as much knowledge as I can. But I sit back and see that, like, bro. It's so many of y'all in here that could have been done, started y'all own business, bro. Like I see y'all, y'all literally are a walking billboard for a business. You're doing 5 million plus in a year by yourself. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? It's it's jury stores that don't even do that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I sit back and kind of just pay attention to like, okay, yeah, let me get your let me get your knowledge. Let me gain that because I know for myself, like I don't, I'm not gonna be there forever. Like I'm not gonna be here. 10 plus years with y'all, bro. Like, I'm here for the knowledge and to soak the game up and to build that partnership. And because I can always build those connections like that, what I'm doing in the industry, especially in the jury industry. So now it can get to the point where, yeah, I can call up Diamond Direct and be like, hey, look, let's actually sit down. Let's be partners. You know what I'm saying? Let's, you know. So that's kind of like my mindset and where I sit back and kind of pay attention to the game, bro. Because at the end of the day, like you said, I'm not trying to sit in there and be miserable when I'm 30, bro. Like, like, damn, I'm not trying to come to work or like, I feel like once you have that mindset, you gotta quit or you gotta move on because you're no longer learning and the job is no longer doing anything for you, bro. Like, so at that point, it's 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 pointless. You're literally just there for a check. Exactly. So that that's something you don't want to do for sure. And so what um. Tell us some things about jewelry, bro. Like, so if you, if say I'm a person, I want to cop, let's say I'm coming to you and I want to cop a train to the teeth chain. What would you tell, what would you tell me about diamonds and what I, what I should know? Don't buy diamonds unless you're rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> really. But man, jewelry, bro, when it comes to that, bro, like I'm, I'm a big fan of jewelry. Like I love the, the jewelry and everything, but what, our culture needs to understand is like real life diamonds ain't you ain't just buying diamonds just because you know oh you need to have diamonds that i mean people people feel that way but for me just being in the industry buying diamonds is a like chains wise it's a waste of money but unless you really got it mm -hmm. because i'm not gonna be able to buy that chain back like say i make you a chain you know what i'm saying vvs diamonds D color, all the top performance when it comes to the different specs, and I'll break that down here shortly. But at the end of the day, you be like, Alex, bro, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the bond right now. I'm trying to sell you this this chain back. You're not gonna get shit that you pay for it, bro. Like because for one, I really can't do nothing with that, but melt that down and become scraps. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm not getting any value out of making you that chain. Now, if you buying just a single solitaire, like that's just a diamond by itself. Like, I, that diamond is going to appreciate because, for one, it's the rarity of it and the price of diamonds are going up tremendously daily right now just because of what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, I would tell you, okay, at first I'll ask you what's your budget, what you want to be at, because everybody say they want VVS diamonds, but not knowing that 
I can't even tell, you can't tell me the difference between a VVS diamond and a SI diamond if I put them right next to each other and they're the same color because you can't see clarity. Clarity is something that, it's the imperfections inside of a diamond, but it's like birthmarks. You don't know all what every human birthmark is because you some of them are covered up. You can't see them with the naked eye unless you actually get to, to know that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like with diamonds. I can't see the imperfections inside of a SI1 diamond. Well, my diamonds at least, because Diamonds Direct, we wholesalers, we source our own diamonds, so I'm able to hand select all my, my own diamonds. But um, we we have what we call our clean surface I one. So I don't have any of those imperfections or inclusions on the surface of the diamond. They are usually underneath on the belly, the in the belly of the diamond, where okay, I can't see that because it's gonna be set in a setting. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to color, that's something you can actually see performance eyes with the naked eye. So diamonds, they grade on the color grading scale from D to Z. So your DNF or your colorless diamond, that means that diamond is at the purest form, it's white, white as snow. Like there's no other type of colorations or different hues inside of the diamond. But once you compare that to a, a faint color, which is like a K, you see a warmer tone in the diamond. So it seems yellower. Mm-hmm. where that's kind of where you want to pay attention to when you're shopping for diamonds is color because I can tell you that diamond is white, like white as snow. And then I put it up next to this yellow diamond. Okay, you're going to see the difference literally with the naked eye where I have this SI1 and this VS1 and I put them next to each other. They both deep color, so they're both pure white. You're not going to be able to tell me that, oh, that's a VS1. That's a VS1 because for one, you don't have a trained eye. Two, I, you can't see the imperfections without a jeweler's loop. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's paying attention to those. Like, you always rather, you'll rather sacrifice clarity than color. That's that's what I tell you, like, straight up. Okay. So what if I say, okay, you said budget. What if I say, okay, my budget is $5,000. What can I do with that? $5,000? You, you can get a nice little pendant. Like you won't have a diamond chain. You'll probably, I'll put you in a, just a gold chain probably. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll focus on more so your pendant because I know your pendant, you want diamonds in it. Mm-hmm. So I'll make sure that our main focus is more so dependent. So we're going to do as best what we can with the pendant to get the best performance, the most bang for your book. And I'll put you in a diamond cut gold rope chain. So that means the, di- the chain doesn't have actual diamonds in it. But the way that it was, the gold was cut, it gives you a reflector. So, okay, I'm still going to get some shine out of the actual uh, necklace. Mm-hmm. But my main attraction will be the pendant. So I make sure I put you, you know what I'm saying, a nice pendant. And, yeah, for sure. But okay. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, with me, if you could dream it and you have – you, I can create it, bro. Like, it don't matter your budget. Like, I'm going to put you – now, what, it matters your budget. Like, if you come to me like, oh, Alex, I want all VVS diamonds. I want nothing but the top performance. But you're telling me you got a $5,000 budget. I'm going to sit you down and educate you first. Mm-hmm. You know As you should. And like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the game. Like, look, this is what you're asking for. This is how much one VVS diamond, this color, this size that we're going to use costs. You know what I'm saying? And from there, like, we'll register and we'll go to the drawing board to make sure I put you in something like affordable for you, but also a beautiful piece where it's going to perform. Okay. And so would you say that a lot of people, since you said they don't really know diamonds, they just go into these jewelers 
and being like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to get this chain. Uh, oh, you said it's, you said it's 50,000. Okay. Bet. Would you say that th those, these, would you say that these chains or these pieces of jewelry are worth that amount of money or they just, or they, could the jeweler be taxing them and they really just don't know. And so they paying it because they got it. Man, some jewelers, I ain't, you know, some jewelers do be taxing just, just cause they can, bro. Like, you know, honestly, for one that like a nigga don't know. And then two, it's the name, bro. Like, so when it comes to the jury game, bro, your name hold weight. Uh -huh. like, your name, that's, that's, it's your name hold weight for sure. So if you come into me and if you go into a jeweler, I'm sorry, and then like they got a they got a name behind them, like they don't need your business, bro. They don't like, yeah, I could say, I could give you a price and say, okay, look, this is how much my shit costs. I'm not negotiating with it. Mm -hmm. One, I know my diamonds. I pick these myself. Like I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not bullshitting you. I'm giving you the best price. I know the prices around the market. I know I'm giving you the best price. This is my price. Ain't no negotiation. But then you guys jewelers that's like, okay, look, you can really go in there and negotiate because for one, sometimes they don't know what they talking about. And then two, sometimes they already marked the, the, the piece up so high that it, they can bring it down to a certain margin. You know what I'm saying? To give you exactly what you want, feel like you getting a deal, but in all in all, the bitch was already marked up goddamn fucking 15, 20%, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. all right, shit, I don't mind giving you this little discount. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm still eating. And that's how most salespeople do, bro. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's a part of marketing. It is, bro. So would you, so do you think people be wearing fake diamonds? Ah, oh, 100%, man. <laughs> Come on, T. And how would the average eye be, like you said, how would the average eye really be able to tell if they shine bright? Or unless a nigga just got a diamond tester and walking up to you like, oh, these are fake. Yeah, like, you you need a train. I will. You don't. Some of these people shit, you can just tell, bro. Like, if it a diamond has a certain sparkle, especially round cut diamonds. So most of the, most of the people uh, chains have round, brittle cut diamonds, which is the ideal cut of a diamond. So it, that means it's gonna have a polish, a symmetry, and a cut when the cutter is cutting it, bro. Like that's something that the cutter pay attention to when he's cutting it because the symmetry of a round diamond. So you're gonna have what you call fi uh, fire and arrows, bro. Like, so you're gonna see the sparkle, no matter, like now, it doesn't matter how it's cut because the cut, the way a diamond is cut tells, you know what I'm saying, how well it's gonna perform and where you get the brilliance and sparkle out of a diamond. So, but, if that diamond is literally not shining at all, bro, like you could tell, you can see it, bro. Like just, it's, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't want to put nobody out there that's wearing their fake shit, get y'all in trouble, but it, take that shit off. <laughs> I ain't gonna put y'all, I ain't gonna put y'all whole spill out there, but man, take it off, bro. It's not worth it, bro. Like I'd rather you, you know, just be without jury. That's why I said, bro. Like when it comes to diamond jury, it's, it's for you if you're rich. Like not, not saying like, rich people only people that's supposed to wear it. But in a sense, knowledgeable wise, like after working in the industry, it's not worth it. Like, unless you really got it, you know what I'm saying? Because if you ain't got it, bro, you out here trying to buy some jewelry, buy diamond jewelry, like buying these chains that rappers have, you really wasting your money, bro, when you can stack it up. You bought the bullshit, 
just to look good, what you could have saved that, you know what I'm saying? They could probably charge you 15 for a Cuban. Like just off some, uh, here, like, I know it's bullshit here, just take it. And you just do that. Well, you could have saved that 15, you know what I'm saying? Did what you need to do to get the other 15, to get a 30 ball. So now you can go get your big boy chain. Like, and and have it, like really have that shit on. Some of y'all niggas just be out here just want to be a part and look the part, bro, but it ain't it ain't him at all. Yeah, man, and that's that's something that I've realized. It's just like the diamonds, the shit is cool, bro. Like, you know, and the shit looks good. And every I feel like as a as black people, like jewelry is is in our culture, bro. Because yeah. shit, we started with the gold, you know what I'm saying? Gold chains, shit. Niggas in New York in the 80s and the early 90s had grills, gold teeth and shit. And then the shit just progressed to, okay, we put diamonds in our shit now. We got the diamond chain. We got the big diamond Allen Iverson earrings. We got the bracelet. We we putting diamonds in our Rolex and shit now. We not just rocking it. Stop doing that shit. Oh, yeah. My bad. I didn't mean to cut y'all. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Because that, that was going to be my next thing as far as like talking about watches, because I know I watch you. Uh, I watch your post on Instagram and shit. And I see how you saying like watches is a new stock market type shit. Oh, it's the luxury stock market, man. Like for real, for real. And stop fucking doing at the market shit with these watches, bro. Like you buying a Rolex. Like, cool. I ain't telling y'all what to do with y'all money, but I'm just trying to get y'all good jury advice. Like I'm y'all jury financial advisor. Tap in with me. Listen, look, bro, once you put those diamonds in the fucking watch that didn't come from Rolex, that didn't come from AP, didn't come from Pettit, like, that watch now has no value at all, bro, just because you really just fucked the movement up in the watch. And that's what you're paying so much money for is the movement. That's why these watches are so expensive because these watches go, they take over a thousand people to make one watch, bro. Mm-hmm. One Rolex watch is made by a thousand people. They are so precise of what they do. And when it comes to the movement of the watch, that's what you're paying for, bro. You're paying for the movement. You're paying for the labor that went into creating this timepiece. And mm-hmm. that's what it, that's where the value comes. Now, once you take your watch to a jeweler to put some diamonds in it, he has to fuck all that up. And he's not a Rolex dealer. He's not a fucking Rolex. He doesn't work for Rolex. So him putting the watch back together... He's yes, he might know what he's doing, but he's not doing it the Rolex way. That's what the name holds weight. You know what I'm saying? Like any other brand. But when it comes to the luxury stock market, bro, watches right now, bro. Like my favorite watch, the Ever Rose 60th anniversary uh presidential uh Rolex. It's a rose, like basically rose gold with a green dial, but it was like forty thousand almost last year. This hoe is almost at market right now at a hundred thousand dollars. Damn. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like the market is if you can buy a watch, you know what I'm saying, a luxury timepiece, sit on it. Yes, you know what I'm saying, give it wear, but take care of it, man. It's going to go up. Like, because the price of Rolexes, because the demand is so high for them right now, the supply is limited. Like, Rolex is not even making certain watches right now. You know what I'm saying? And you go to any AD that's an authorized dealer, like a Rolex you won't see any Rolexes in the case because you have to sit on a waiting list to get those. Now, the reason why they go up now because it's a thing called the aftermarket Mm -hmm. where people are flipping watches, just like, you know what I'm saying, you'll flip anything else, you know? So what they are doing is, oh, they have these watches. Nobody, you, I know you can't get this watch from nobody else. So look, a hundred thousand. 
and they gonna spend it because the hundred thousand I spend, boom, I can sit on it for another year. And back though, shit, it'll fuck around be one ten. Now I just got a ten thousand dollar profit. And that's exactly what they're doing with the with the housing market right now, bro. Niggas exactly. are the rich niggas from New York, from California, they move into states like Texas, Georgia, states in the South, Florida, and they like, oh, okay, y'all want y'all want three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand for this crib. Okay, bet I'll give you four fifty, and shit, I'll pay it in cash. Yep. And I'll I'll just be in this hole. And so they like, oh well, people gonna move and pay it. We gonna keep raising the damn prices. Exactly, bro. That's exactly how the watch industry is because it's like Rolex knows for one their name. They've been around forever. Like their name holds weight. We know everybody wants the Rolex. We mm-hmm. know that. Okay, but if you can't get it, that makes you want it even more. You gonna mm-hmm. spend whatever to get this to say. Cause as a man, bro, your your timepiece speaks. It speaks for you when you walk in the room. That's mm-hmm. what. That's kind of why I love the the watch industry because it's so many different. It's a it's a conversation starter. Your, what's on your wrist? Like in the right room, that's a conversation starter. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for me, bro, it's like just seeing what they're doing with the industry and seeing how you want to buy buy when it's high. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not buy when it's high, sell when it's high, but buy when it's low. Like that's the same thing with the stock market, bro. Like it, it's 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 the luxury stock market right now. Like what the way watches are moving, and I, it's only gonna get even crazier right right now, especially with everything going on in the world, bro. Like the demand for luxury goods is at an all time high, just because people want assets. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, so does Rolex put diamonds in some of their watches or are all of the diamonds that you see in Rolex, are they outsourced? No, like, yeah. So it's things, Rolex have their own diamonds. Rolex also makes their own gold. So, okay, yeah, like, that's why when I say if it ain't Rolex, it's a factory. So if it came from the factory, like Rolex, those are like factory diamonds. Those are Rolex diamonds. And that watch holds even tremendous more value just because of this is a factory watch that has diamonds. Okay. And yeah. how would you know if the diamonds are from Rolex or if the diamonds are outsourced from a, from somewhere else? Because the watch. So not all watches uh, Rolex uh, create have diamonds. It's only a select few that reference, reference numbers that has those uh, actual factory diamonds where some of these uh, they just or like some mariners that people are walking around with and putting diamonds in, you can tell because that watch wasn't made like that. And when it comes to um, Rolex, like the Panda, that's a Samaritan, that's a one of the, uh, I'm not a Samaritan, but a Daytona. It's a Daytona watch. It's a plain Jane watch, you know what I'm saying? So if you see somebody with a Panda on and it has diamonds, you know, okay, Rolex didn't make that watch like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 knowing the actual watch, knowing the brand. Makes sense. Okay, so let's talk about your five to ten year plan, bro. Uh so right now you at uh you at Diamonds Direct, right? Yep. You at Diamonds Direct, you have you put your business kind of on hold. Um, you've been in the jewelry game for five years. So let's talk about five year plan and ten year plan. Where do you see yourself? Five-year plan, the way 
I never would have thought I'd say this, but I, I probably want to be in Austin still just because of the growth I see in Austin, the money mm -hmm. that's coming to Austin, mm -hmm. having my actual brand store fronted already in Austin. Mm -hmm. Either Austin or Dallas, those are the two places I'll be like, kind of looking at, but having my storefront, you know what I'm saying? Um, storefront, running as Ryan Co as the CEO, you know, have my connections and my team built and strong set in Austin to where I can be globally known mm -hmm. by that time and be looking to continuously to move the brand. Um, also, club-wise, that'll be part of my 10-year, adding the club into the Austin scene um, and different, different, um, just different businesses in Austin. I feel like I love my city. I love Dallas, like, to the death of me, but the place I grew up in is a place that, that made me the way I am. But I feel like growing, I became a man in Austin like or in Central Texas, like San Marcos, Austin, and the growth that I see in Austin where it comes to money, different business, and all that, I wanna be a part of it to where, okay, I put my foot on this, you know what I'm saying? Like I really turned the city to a whole nother, like, oh, we go to Alex and Austin to get our jury, you know what I'm saying? Like, just cause, but it's not here. This is a place where it's it's kept weird. Austin, keep Austin weird is a thing. Like you'll see it on shirts and shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So for me, it's I want to take this city, kind of like not over, but over if that makes sense. Like I want you to be like, oh, we going to Austin, the Alex out there in Austin getting like we got our jury, we got a spot we can go turn up. Like we checking in, we tapping in with Alex soon every time we're in Austin. Cause you know people don't come to Austin, bro. Like, yeah. just to come to this hotel, you know, no, what I'm saying? Like, you're coming to Austin for something like South exactly. by Southwest or the little festivals that they be having, or shit. you come in there because you got a job opportunity in tech because Austin is a big tech city, yeah. And so, for, for me, like, I feel like I want to make Austin what it's supposed to be the capital, like, you know, what I'm saying, I want people to be like. Cause you know Houston and Houston and Dallas, like they got they they their name is set in Texas, like you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying. But it's three major cities in Texas, and Austin is the capital of of it. So for me, I'm that's kind of my goal is branding Austin as the city, the capital. You know, so that's kind of where my mind is for my five to ten year plan. Um, Will that happen that way? Will I remain in Austin? Who knows? That's my plan. You know, God always have different avenues and different uh, purposes for us in life. So right now, bro, like I really just be, I'm, I'm staying the course, you know, staying up, the jury is the, the, it's the, it's the way for me. It's, it's the, that's my career. That's what I'm going to be doing. Like I met a mentor when I was working at K Jewelers. Uh, he told me once you start working in jury, you'll never stop. Like, and I didn't believe him then, but I understand why he said that because it's to the point where, like, bro, it's easy. This is like the easiest, the easiest complex job I ever had because I'm literally doing what I love to do, and that's talking to people and making people happy every day. And I'm learning about different precious gems, 
you know, different precious metals. It's I'm never not learning when I'm at work. So that's allowed that allows me to continuously to be in love with it. And from there, but like I just want to continue to build and see how far it can really take me. Like, cause I see jewelers that I look up to in the industry, bro, and where they started and where they at. And I'm like, bro, like in five years, that really could be me. Like that's gonna be me. I can't say it could be, it's gonna be me. You know what I'm saying? So I just play the game, bro, allow the game to, you know, do its thing and just play the course, bro. Like just keep going. It ain't easy, don't get me wrong. Like nigga went broke for this shit, for real. But it ain't easy. You just gotta keep going and whatever you're trying to do and understand that you can't once you fall in love with yourself and what you got going, bro, the life, life gets more simple. Because you're not know, really focus on, oh man, what they think, what they looking at. Oh, dang, I ain't getting the love like I used to. They don't fuck with me like that. You're not worried about none of that, bro. You're really worried about succeeding and opening up doors for others around you, you know? So that's kind of one of the, the main focuses that I want to be to the point where, oh, I know I have all these connections. Let mm-hmm. me pull somebody up. Like, let me pull pull this person up. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Pull this person up. I'm trying to bring the city to Austin. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like, shit, Tyler, come train in Austin. Come train UT. Like, on some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want my people around me. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, that's how it should be, bro, because you don't get a lot of genuine friends. You don't get a lot of authentic people in your life that'll do something for you like that because yeah. everybody want to see you do good until you're doing better than them type shit. Exactly. Then it's like, damn, like, you weren't supposed to be like this. You were supposed to be here, but you weren't supposed to be on top of me when it's really like, bro, it's it's bread out there for everybody, bro. We can all succeed. We can all be at the same spot. And even if one of us is higher than the other, bro, it's not like we all not getting to it. You know what I'm saying? And we can still continue to get to it without... But people be jealous, bro, and people be insecure and be envious and like, oh, I don't want this nigga to have what I got. Or I don't want this nigga to be in the same spot that I'm in. So, shit, when you get there, they say, you, oh, you acting different, you this, you that. And it's just like, bro, I'm just I'm just out here doing me, bro. Like, y'all niggas worried about the next nigga and how they feel, and I'm just worried about getting to it, bro. That's it, getting to it and helping as many people as I can because that's what this shit is all about. We got to help each other, bro. And if when we start to, when we everybody adapts that mindset and we start to help each other and not feel, not be so individualistic about things, it's like, okay, we can, we can really see some growth and we can really see some success, bro. But until then, it's just like, shit, you just got to do what you can for you, bro. Yes, bro. And that's, that'd be the mindset, bro. Cause like, I feel like my, uh, year 23, like once, once I graduated at Texas State, bro, it was mid COVID. So it was like, bro, I, I was really like isolated and like I had moved. That was the first time I moved by myself too. So I was isolated and I got to kind of actually figure out life, bro. And I realized, bro, like we worried about the wrong things so much in life, bro. Like to the point where like you say, like us, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? You got your shit taller T, you know what I'm saying? You got the train to the T. I could be like, man, damn, Tyler out here doing way better than me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not even, you know, like you on your shit. And I could be on some hating ass shit. But instead, like, bro, I want to see you win. Because I feel like if you win, I won. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Like, I feel like once people understand that 
it's, it's us versus them. You know what I'm saying? If you get my drift, you know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, like, we too powerful together, bro, to ever just be out here hating on each other and not trying to see each other make it. And I feel like that, especially about Dallas, bro, just because to see all of us now where we at, bro, from being young kids in the city, going to these kickbacks, you know, going to all these parties, like everybody out the city really on some different shit, bro, and on some shit where it's uplifting the city. You know what I'm saying? So like, really, I feel like in the next five years, bro, Dallas gonna be, we gonna be the city people talking about, like they talk about Atlanta. Like if we do it right, bro, we'll be the city like, oh shit, Dallas got all this talent coming out of that. Like all the niggas really fuck with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like that's 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 what I see in the five to 10 year span too, bro. I just had to add that in there. Cause the city, the city, bro, we, we really different. We really was ahead of our time on some shit, bro. Like this clothing. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. And outside, we was outside before outside was really a thing, you know. Bro, so, we was outside at fourteen, bro. Bro, really, like turning up, and it's like everybody we was outside with is on the shit they want to be on, bro, and taking it to the next level. Huge shout out to Shed too, bro. Like nigga, really, bro. I feel like Shed putting putting the city on the on the map. But also to the point where he bringing niggas up, bro. Like, cause his spot, that spot is like a spot for you to shop. It's a spot for you to come kick it. It's a spot for you to network, bro. Like, and I ain't even been yet. Like, just being on the outside looking in, bro. Like, seeing what he doing in the city, bro. That shit, that shit lies. So shout out. When you when you get back to the D, bro, you gotta go to that hoe because when from when I had shit on my podcast last year, bro, to now. That nigga has went up like tremendously, bro. And we literally like we literally I, I, we literally watched this nigga go from he been in the in the in the clothing industry for like two years, bro. About started yeah. off with just shirts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just shirts, and it's like okay, we I'm we finna I'm finna cop a shirt from Shed, bro. I'm finna do this, I'm finna do that, and then now this nigga has a whole store, bro. And the store is so live because it's like you got the storefront, and then he got other niggas in that hole, like, oh, this the stylist type shit. Oh, these the owners of all these brands type shit. Okay, we got somebody working the working the front, you know what I'm saying? We got the basketball court, we got these rooms where you can do photo photo shoes where you can do podcasts like it's so much shit in that hole and that like I, I be on tiktok bro and i see like people that people that i don't even know and it's like oh I, i'm in dallas i I went to heights district and got this and it's just like damn like this hole just opened not even a month ago bro that shit live i just love seeing like bro yeah shout out to shit man that nigga on his shit bro like i like i said i feel like that's a like that's a opportunity bro for the city like you know what i'm saying he really like he put that blood sweat and tears for that shit like bro niggas started off like i said just shirts but we just getting the blase and coach shirt you know what i'm saying from the og og back in the day shirts man and now my nigga had shirts other a whole store you know what i'm saying so yeah, that, that's very live bro and that's what people don't see bro because people ain't posting the hard times bro like we talk about the hard not- times we talk about shit, what we've been through, how we felt and what's going on. But people only want to post the good, bro. People don't want to post like, oh, damn, nigga, for this shit, I was fucked up. Like, I didn't have shit. I was broke. I spent my last to get here. 
or because I but I really wanted this shit or I was down I was down bad I was down and out I was asking such and such to borrow money so I could so I could do this for the brand you know what I'm saying or it's like, like real shit like, it's like nigga I was eating I was eating noodles bro I couldn't even put gas in the whip you know what I'm saying or I was just whatever I was asking my mama for 20 bucks so I could get my LLC or just anything bro like niggas not telling you that niggas just like oh well shit you gotta work hard bro and this what you get and it's like nah bro like you really gotta you really gotta get it in to get to where you wanna be bro like Uncle Larry said bro you gotta want it bro bro you gotta strive for that bro and and you for, for to me bro I feel like shit as a as a 20 or 25 year old man i'm like bro it's i think it's my time to get out of dallas bro um think so yeah like my business is growing and because with me bro i want to keep doing this training shit but i want to take this shit to like the next level and not it, it don't even have to be like out of dallas like oh i'm gonna move to like atlanta or something but i need to just be out of this area that i'm in because i've been here for so long the lancaster DeSoto, cedar hill area like i need to branch out somewhere else um and i know that shit is gonna come with time but i know that's how i'm going to grow as well like because what I want to do is like, okay, yeah, I'm a personal trainer now, but I don't want to just be like, oh, I know Tyler as the personal trainer type shit. Like, I want to be like, oh, this is Tyler. He's a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, we, finna hire, we finna hire this nigga to train our club team. or We finna hire this nigga to come train at our high school uh, during the summer. Or we finna hire him to be the director of sports performance at our company type shit. Like, that's, that's the shit that I'm trying to be on. Um, and I just feel like, I've been in Dallas all my life, bro. And the closest thing that I've seen to outside of Dallas was San Marcos. I lived there for four years and it's yeah. like, okay, bro. Like I just kind of need to need to move around, but I'm not going, I'm not going to up and do it without a plan for show or without an opportunity uh, because I'm already, I already have something that I'm building, but shit is, I mean, it, it could it could be Houston, bro. Uh, I've been looking, to be in the A train online. I've been looking into it, bro. I've been looking into it, and I'm like, shit. It's I just feel like, uh, shit. It's a lot of opportunity out there. It's hella universities out there. It's hella professional athletes out there. Um, even if I was to get into that realm, but I don't even think I want to do that. If I had the opportunity to, I would. But I, I really want to infiltrate like high school athletes, bro, because I feel like. They always up and coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially like shit in a black city like Houston, bro. It's always gonna be like an elite athlete type shit, uh, yeah. regardless of if it's a, a, a young lady or a young man. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's bo- volleyball, basketball, soccer, track, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every everybody needs to be strong. Everybody needs strength. Everybody needs conditioning. And so I want to be the nigga that's like. Oh, if you want, if you're trying to be elite, if you're really trying to get it in, go to Tyler T, bro. Like, yeah, that's who, that's who, that's who you need to be training with. Like, damn, all these other niggas, but go to go train with Tyler because he's him. Like, he's it. He's the one. Exactly, bro. And that's 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 gonna come. That's gonna come with timing for sure. Like, you just gotta continue, continue on your path that you're going on, bro. Because you gotta remember, we prayed to be here. Now you here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Coming for sure, like you just gotta keep going, bro. Cause that's how I be. I be having to tell myself that too, bro. Like, cause I still, I wanna, I wanna be to where oh, the athletes hit me up, the rappers hit me up. But it's like that come with timing, bro. Like I have the clientele, like bro. 
they didn't do it, did 40,000 yesterday. Like just like I had a $40,000 sale and like they used to pray for that. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's like, it's a norm. And I feel like, oh man, I'm not doing enough. But you gotta remember, like I used to be praying to get to this point, bro. Like now that I'm here, it's like, all right, like embrace it, you know, like embrace, embrace that that moment and embrace where you at because you gotta it's 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 a part of the process. Cause you don't wanna you don't wanna be so thinking so far ahead that we don't get to enjoy the moment that we in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That, that's where I'm kinda at with it, like. And I feel like same with you, like you, you in a space where like, all right, bro, like everything we talked about, you own, you know what I'm saying? You doing what we, you, what you doing? Like we doing what we said we were going to do. I don't know if you remember, bro, we was in the kitchen at 1024. I like Tyler, bro, we're going to be on the podcast. Oh, you going to be, I'm going to be doing the jury. We're going to chop it. Like, bro, like we on that shit now, you know what bro, I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy, bro. We just, we just kept going, bro. We just kept going. <laughs> That's it, bro. Like, that's all I feel. Like, that's it. That's the message, bro. For anybody out there listening, you trying to be an entrepreneur, you trying to just, if you going to your work, your nine to five, bro, like, whatever it is, bro, you got to keep going. And you got to realize if this is what you want, it ain't going to be easy. Like, if, if it was easy, everybody would be where you want to be. No. Everybody be everybody be happy and rich and, and doing what they want to do in life. But they not. Exactly. They, um, they they scrolling up talking about what other people are doing. Yep. You know, and they worried about what what's going on with the next man or the next woman. So you can't you can't get caught up in that life. You gotta really focus on you, lock in on you. You know what I'm saying? See where you trying to go. You get to that point, bro, like life is 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 limitless. Like you gonna you're gonna take your your life to a whole nother level once you realize, okay, this is what I wanna do, it's about me. Cause at the end of the day, bro, it's gonna be you came in this world by yourself, <laughs> you're gonna leave by yourself. So you gotta focus on you and getting to where you wanna go and what pleases you. You can't be focused on what pleasing everybody else. No cap, man. Well see, we gonna go ahead and wrap it up right there, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate you for coming on, fam. Um, real good show, real good segment, uh, some good conversation. Uh go ahead and shout out your social media and everything, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Hey, first of all, I appreciate you, Tyler, for sure, my boy. Like I said, proud of you again. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, my boy, Alex Tezariah, underscore. Tezariah spelled A-Z-A-R-I-A-H. And on Twitter, my handle is, I don't be on Twitter like that. Let me go see what my shit is. Oh, it's at underscore Alex Tezariah, same name, you know. The jeweler, though. You heard me? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Um, love you, fam. I'm going to get up with you uh, the next few days, bro. For sure, boy. Be safe. Love you. All right. Yep.